What's up, friends? Welcome to Web3 Academy, a place for entrepreneurs, creators, and marketers to explore and learn how to use Web3 to transform business models and create thriving communities. Enjoy this next episode. GM, GM, welcome back to another Web3 Academy podcast. It's Kyle Reedhead here today, my final episode in Nicaragua. After this, I will be off to permissionless in Miami uh, at uh, the permissionless conference um, where there's going to be some of the top speakers uh, and founders and writers and and um, and others from the, the Web3 and crypto space will be speaking there. So I'm excited to taking that information and, uh, and I'll do my best to distill it and share it all with all of you throughout other podcasts, newsletters, et cetera. If you're going to be there, hit me up, let me know. I'd love to, to chat uh, and meet with the Web3 Academy community. Now, this episode today uh, is called Crypto Bear Market. What does this mean for the Web3 ecosystem? It's been a rough week. Well, it's been a rough few weeks, maybe even months, I, I guess. And in Web3 Academy, we don't typically talk prices. You know, we try to stick to just the utility, the business aspect of it. How can we build and create value? Um, but obviously, uh, we're, we're impacted heavily by, um, by the markets. And, uh, and a lot has happened in the markets uh, in crypto and outside over the last little while. And I just thought I would, um, I would do this podcast because um, I want to give some insight into what's happening uh, and some insight into what you can do to um, ensure that whether you're building a business, you're working for a business, or you're just investing, ensure that you're in the in the right direction uh, and doing the right things. Not that I have a crystal ball and I can tell you exactly what's going to happen, um, but I think I can just give a another look, another thought. Uh, hopefully, you're you're you know listening to other podcasts and reading other newsletters, um, and I just want to give you another take. Um, and so why don't we just dive into it here? I'm going to read an article that I wrote. Um, you, if you want to check it out in the show notes, you can find the name of the article and, or sorry, the link to the article and you can give it a read. Um, uh, but I will also be reading here and providing some more, uh, some more context. So without further ado, let's get started. So let's start this week discussing the elephant in the room. Crypto is down bad. The charts show nothing but red. So are we doomed? Was Web3 just a fad? Was this really for nothing? Let's be real. You know, most of our investments are down 60 to 80 plus percent uh, since November of 2021. If you were an investor in Luna, you are down 100%, unfortunately. Uh, but this is about much more than investments, right? The Web3 Academy community are, are a bunch of doers in this space, which means many of us have been impacted in many different ways. Maybe you work for a Web3 company. Maybe you're building a Web3 company. Maybe you have Web3 clients. Maybe you get paid in crypto, right? At Web3 Academy, we don't typically talk about prices, but naturally the entire ecosystem, the Web3 ecosystem and crypto ecosystem are impacted systemically from price. So in today's article and in this episode here, we're answering the question, what does a bear market mean for the Web3 ecosystem and how can we weather the storm? It's a tough, tough question. Uh, to, to answer. So first of all, we need to understand that what is happening right now in the markets is not just a crypto problem. I mean, if you're heavily invested in crypto or you work for a crypto company and you don't look at other markets or you don't really care about investing, you probably think this is something going on with crypto. But in fact, it's a global monetary problem that is occurring across all markets, okay? Equities, crypto, even gold, and many other um, assets right now are all tanking, 
right? Big name stocks like Netflix are down more than 70% in the same time frame. okay? Others like Peloton, Robinhood, and Opendoor are down even more, right? 80% plus. It's an absolute mess out there. So let's take a second just to recognize that crypto is not tanking because of a problem in crypto, okay? And as I wrote this article, uh, and as I'm reading this today even, um, UST, you know, Terra's algorithmic stablecoin lost its peg to the dollar and Luna and its ecosystem imploded. We talked a lot about this in our episode last week in the weekly roll-up. Uh, if you want to learn more, check that out. Um, this was big and it definitely has some contagion effect across the broader ecosystem, which we're still learning and understanding today. But overall, this is not the reason where, why we are where we are right now, right? This isn't the reason why we've been going basically down for the last six months, okay? It is a reason why we had some issues last week, there's no doubt, but it is not the entire reason of why we are here. In fact, crypto and Web3's fundamentals are actually better than ever, right? The space is growing in terms of adoption faster than the internet itself did at this point. It's, it's almost double, it's almost growing at the rate uh, of double what the internet was at around this many, this amount of users, which is somewhere between 200 and 300 million users in total. So it's growing at double the speed. Now, will it always stay that? We don't know, but that's what we're seeing right now. So the fundamentals of crypto and Web3 are incredible, okay? But crypto is tanking price-wise because of the macro environment, which I'm gonna outline briefly below. And I'm gonna outline this because I think it can help us to understand how long this might take and then dive into what this means for us in Web3. Now, I'm not a financial expert, so please do not take this as financial advice. Okay, I'm not a macro investor or, or uh, expert by any means. However, I am lucky enough to be working with some of the top financial experts in macro and in crypto. This is one of the benefits of what I do. And so this gives me kind of an inside look into what the pros are saying and thinking about this space and about the broader macro environment. Okay, it allows me to share this info with you. So just a quick disclaimer, crypto is risky and you could lose it all. Uh, ask Doquan if you don't believe me. Is it too soon? That's just what I wrote in this article. Uh, that's a tough one. And, um, but it's true. It shows you like, look, this stuff is very risky, right? We just saw UST and Luna go from $40 billion market cap to basically nothing. So this stuff is risky and you actually can lose it all unless you're doing the right things. So why are all markets tanking? This is very important for us to understand. I'm going to do my best to break this down in extremely simplified terms for you to understand. So if you're not someone who looks at markets normally, um, that's fine. Don't worry. Um, I'm going to do this simple for you, but understand that there's some very serious comp complexities here. Um, and so what I'm going to say is just a simple version. Okay. So markets are tanking for the following three reasons. One, inflation is at highs we haven't seen in 40 plus years. Right. So what this means is people have less dispensable money to put into investments, number one. So that's one reason why um, number go down. But also we think about this in the real world. We also have less dispensable money to purchase goods in the real economy. Right. This is why we're seeing people are canceling their Netflix accounts. Right. And the reason is doing this is because they need to pay double in gas. Right. Most people are living paycheck to paycheck and they don't have a lot of excess capital. If you have a lot of money, you've been investing for a long time, inflation might not impact you that much. Most people in the world, which is what moves our markets, this impacts them a lot. And they have to find ways to reduce expenses 
in order to cover these much more expensive costs, right? And so inflation is high because, well, one, we printed trillions of dollars in the last two years. And so, of course, we knew that inflation was coming, but it's also reaching these numbers more than we thought, more than the Fed thought because of supply chain issues, one with COVID, and now secondly, with the war that's going on in Ukraine and Russia. Okay, so there are additional impacts to what's happening with inflation that are sort of outside of what the Fed had predicted, those that are controlling the, the monetary um, policies. So number two, interest rates are rising. This is one of the monetary policies that the Fed has control of. So to fight inflation, the Fed needs to make it more expensive to borrow money, right? By raising rates, it discourages borrowing and encourages saving, thus slowing down the economy and decreasing inflation. So what the Fed's plan was when COVID happened, of course, there were supply chain issues, but they said, hey, let's print money. Let's get help everybody out that is stuck and can't, um, can't work and can't do whatever, right? And they realized basically what their thought was, well, once we get that back to normal, hopefully this doesn't take so long, supply chain issues get fixed, people go back to work and earning, we can start to raise interest rates and bring in and hopefully control inflation. And we shouldn't be impacted so, so much. Well, they didn't predict that there would also be a war that is going to impact supply chains all around the world. And that China is currently shutting down their economy again due to COVID. Who would have predicted it would have gone this long? So it's the Fed's doing what they can, but there's a lot of other issues at play here. And so finally, the third reason here is that the US dollar is rising, right? So they call this the dollar wrecking ball, which means when the dollar goes up, assets go down. It's really as simple as that. So why is the dollar going up? Well, because people are selling assets due to inflation and raising interest rates. We see what's happening in the, in the economy. So people are scared and they need their money. So they sell assets like gold and equities and crypto and whatever else. And where are people going to hold their cash? Most countries are going to do it in the U.S. dollar because it's the strongest of all of these currencies. So all around the world, not just Americans, people are selling into holding the U.S. dollar. And when people, companies, and nations sell their assets, they flee it into the world's strongest currency. When the U.S. dollar goes up, it impacts everyone around the world because it's more expensive to trade, right? Importing and exporting changes. So it, it, it has impacts that go globally throughout the world. So what happens next? Well, really, this is the million dollar question and no one really knows. And there's a lot of debate here, okay? I don't know the exact answer to this. One thing I highly recommend you do is watch Raul Pal's macro masterclass, okay? For a deep and timely understanding. Um, this is, if you go to the show notes uh, and in this article, you'll see a link to it. It's on YouTube, it's free. Um, but uh, he does just a really nice hour and uh, maybe 20 minute breakdown of what's happening in the world and kind of how he sees this playing out. Now, there are many scenarios as to how this can play out, but the scenario that has happened um, for the last few decades, multiple times over and over is the following. And this is basically what Raul lays out in that masterclass for you. So what happens is the Fed or the Federal Reserve, which is, you know, that one central organization in the United States, which decides if we all be rich or we will all be poor every single year, unfortunately, basically they control the money. Okay. And so the Fed in times like this, it begins raising rates, interest rates to fight inflation. And whenever this happens, the markets tank. That's what's happening right now. Consumers end up as a result spending less 
and companies start laying off staff. That is also happening right now. We're seeing this in many companies and probably a lot more to come. Growth ends up slowing because people are not buying things and the economy starts to sink into a recession. This is already happening in Europe uh, and I believe in China as well. And the USA is not far behind. They are about to be announcing that they're in a recession very soon. So what happens when this occurs is that the Fed then decides they can't keep raising rates and they reverse course, meaning they stop raising rates and they end up starting to lower rates. It doesn't happen all at once, so don't expect that to happen right away, but you'll start to see their tune typically change. Maybe they'll go on pause for their next meeting and then they'll, you know, they'll start to go back down. And I'm not saying that happens immediately. They might continue to raise for a little bit longer. We'll see. The Fed also then decides once we're into a recession that they need to stimulate the economy, right? To get it out of recession and get things moving again. AKA the money printer goes burr. We've all heard that in 2020, 2021. Uh, we've seen the memes of Jerome Powell with the money printer just wheeling it and money shooting out. That typically happens. And it's been happening a lot for the last few decades. And so when that happens, we see the same thing. The US dollar begins to fall and assets go up. This is what we saw happen in 2020, right? And then a rinse and repeat. Assets go up, inflation occurs, We've got to try to fix this. And so we've got to raise rates and stop printing money. And we just keep going through the same scenario. Okay. Long story short, the Fed won't or can't let the financial system implode. It would literally blow everything up. This is why they can't just keep raising rates like everyone is saying they're going to do. So the idea is they have no choice but to stop raising rates and stimulate every time something crashes. Okay. To, stay the, to say they are stuck between a rock and a hard place is to say it very lightly. Essentially, they need to decide between letting the global economy implode or in continue to inflate the world's reserve currency and make our hard-earned dollars and savings worth less. Now, this happens in a lot of countries, right? We've seen this in Venezuela and Zimbabwe, uh, Argentina. It's been happening recently. Um, I mean, we see it in many different countries. Russia, you just saw. Turkey, it's happening right now. It's all over. Governments are just kind of inflating away their currencies, Part of this because they have to pay back their debts and this makes it cheaper to do so. Um, but also it's just something sometimes what they need to do because they will choose to save the global economy from imploding every single time, every single time. And honestly, most of us probably want that as much as it sucks on the other side of the scenario of inflating away our money. So how long does this take to play out? Well, again, this is another million dollar question and we don't know the answer. But with each one of these cycles, it seems to happen faster and more aggressively every time. Those I've spoken to say that higher inflation from the war and COVID plus raising rates has sped this process up like crazy. Now, the expectation is that by summer, the Fed will stop increasing rates and soon thereafter begin stimulating the economy. Now, I just want to uh, point out here, this is not consensus, okay? This is not what the markets are pricing. If this was the actual expectation of everybody, markets would be going up. But right now markets are saying that they are scared and that's why everything is going down. People are selling, okay? But the people that I've spoken to, they believe the markets currently have it wrong or they're just slow to figure it out. Um, and they're starting to see indicators of this happening. I don't want to get into what those are because that's just way too in depth and out of my, uh, out of my scope. So, what I'm saying is I'm on team Fed saves the day. I believe the Fed is going to help everyone out because that's what they always do, right? So what I did is when I hear, okay, well, this is, uh, you know, the expectation is by summer that the Fed will stop increasing rates. 
I'm looking up when's the first day of summer. And when I looked that up, it says June 21st. Okay, so maybe one more month. I'm kidding. It's obviously not that black and white. But here's kind of the situation to give you a bit of an insight. If these insights are correct, we have until maybe the end of June or July, right? Let's give some wiggle room here until the markets might begin to heal, okay? It's also very possible that this continues for much longer and things get much worse. At this point, nobody really knows except for maybe the Fed, but not to mention with the collapse of, of Terra Luna the last week and its contagion effects still unfolding, it's anyone's guess as to when we see the crypto market specifically begin to trend higher. I'm more on the optimistic side though, uh, not just because I think what I'm hearing of what the Fed's going to do and kind of just if we look at trends of the past, um, I believe that's one of the reasons. I also think you shouldn't fade the ETH merge coming up in the next couple of months. I think it's going to be huge for the crypto space. Uh, and I think that will do a lot to help um, the ecosystem get back on its feet after everything that's happened over the last little while. But we'll talk more about that on another, another episode, maybe. So what does all this mean for the Web3 ecosystem, right? Like any industry, when we fall into a recession and consumers have less money to spend, well, business is impacted, okay? In the traditional world, most businesses deal in US dollars, right? Or any fiat currency, doesn't need to be US. But businesses, typically their treasury or their savings is in USD. They pay their employees in USD or fiat. Their capital investment is in USD, right? If they raise, they typically get that in USD and they sell their products in USD, right? So in some cases, US dollars going up might not be the worst case scenario for some businesses. It's still challenging, but it's not as challenging. However, in Web3, things work a lot different, okay? In our ecosystem, everything deals in tokens, right? Or assets. And so the difference here is that when markets tank like they are now, we don't just have the problem of less consumer spending. It means our treasury may have just tanked by 60 to 80 plus percent versus the US dollar. It means employees' salaries may have just taken a hit. It means our capital investment might be a lot less than it once was, right? So whether you're involved in Web3, in a Web3 native company like a DAP, a DAO, an NFT project, or maybe you're providing a service for any of these types of projects, price action makes a big, big difference. The other issue is that Web3 companies need continued adoption of new users entering the space to sustain and grow. When prices go up, we have no issue bringing in new users, right? It's very easy when people see ETH and Bitcoin and whatever going to the moon. People want to join in. They're like, what's this thing all about? So it's easy to get new users. Plus, when everyone has FOMO and they're all excited and it's a bull run, people, they want to get in. They want to get in on anything. So it's, it's, not, it's not very difficult. However, when prices go down, not only do we have a limited number of new users, we also have existing users who lose interest and leave. Unfortunately, because this industry is so new and experimental, it still heavily relies on spectators as users. For one, my marketing agency, we work with a lot of crypto clients, okay, newsletters and media uh, platforms, etc. And when prices go up, uh, their revenues go up. They see a lot of new users. And that's because more people are entering the space. And when new people enter the space, they start using the products or they start wanting to learn about the products through newsletters and other platforms. Engagement goes up, right? People, if you look at like YouTube influencers and Twitter influencers, and even look at all the companies that have Twitter accounts, during bull markets, when price goes up, all of their numbers go up because more people are coming to the space. When numbers go down, 
people start to leave the space and there's not many new people entering the space. It's very different in this Web3 and crypto world versus normal markets, right? Where everyone's already in that space. They just might not be buying that product yet. It's very different here, okay? And so in summary, at the moment, the Web3 ecosystem relies heavily on the markets, which means that currently a lot of projects, workers, founders, they're hurting, okay? Many will not make it until the next bull cycle, even if that's just a few months away. And that's just the, the unfortunate reality. And so the question is, how do we weather the storm? How do we make it? How do we make it through? Well, I believe that in difficult times, we need to get back to the basics. We need to forget about going to the moon, the potential of things and the speculation of things, which just gets absolutely crazy in bull runs. And remember that at the core of this whole thing, we are just building businesses, right? Albeit they're in very different ways, using very different tools, we are still just building a business. And so whether you're investing in a business and all of these tokens, all of these NFTs, they are some form of business, okay? They might be a new form of business like a DAO or an NFT project, which is a community-based thing. It doesn't matter. It is a business, okay? And so whatever you're doing, working, investing, you have clients of any of these things, just like any business, that business needs to provide value. It needs to solve a specific problem. It needs to improve people's lives. If the business does not do this, then I'm sorry, but it likely will not make it through tough times. It's as simple as that. There is a lot of garbage in this space of crypto and Web3, okay? There was a lot of people saying they are going to build things that they are never going to build. And the reason I know this is because we've seen it many times in the past. We saw it in 2017 with ICOs. We saw it in 2000 with the tech boom, right? With the internet, the dot-com boom. There was a million different internet companies, most of which don't exist today. And it's not because the internet was the wrong choice and the internet wasn't going to make it. The internet has obviously done incredibly well in the last 20 whatever years, right? But there's just a lot of people who got all hyped up and had the FOMO and just said, we're going to build this thing. And a bunch of people bought into it and it went to zero. And that happens in crypto and Web3 too, okay? The problem with bull markets is that any product or business can succeed because it's all just hype. That's it. Once Snoop Dogg tweets about it, you're going all in. That's the way this industry works. And not just this industry, all industries that do this. Anytime you get into a bubble, right? Or this crazy bull cycle, people get these dopamine hits and they get, let's say it's addicted to it, right? And they start doing irrational things. And if you just think back to 2021, there was a lot of irrational things happening in this space, okay? But when the dust settles and the party stops, the projects that will make it out the other side are the ones which did the following. They built for long-term sustainability rather than hype and incentives. Most products are not building for long-term sustainability, especially ones that have tokens, okay? A lot of them are around hype and incentives and they require the hype to continue to go up or they require giving incentives to people for them to continue to use the product. And as soon as that stops, the money stops, that token price, that project, it's going to stop. And again, we see this all the time. So those that focus on building long-term sustainability, those that create real value and utility and solve real problems for users, okay? It's all about solving problems. And yes, 
the UX of Web3 is not great. And so those who start creating good UX for Web3, that's going to be a pretty big, a pretty uh, nice problem that they solve. But if you think about Web3 and crypto, what's happening, even though the UX is so bad, it is so much worse, let's say, to try to hold your own keys uh, and your own tokens for, let's say, your ETH or your Bitcoin than it is to you know, keep your money in a bank or to buy a stock right, to invest in. Yet people still do this. And why? Because there's real value in ETH and in Bitcoin and in other projects. There's real value in what a blockchain does for people, especially people that are in countries that can't get access to banks, right? And that's not all of it. There are many other utilities and value that is provided by these tokens. I'm just saying, there are some people who just can't use banks. So even though the UX is better, crypto solves a real problem for them, right? And so this is what I mean by solving problems. So long as you solve a problem, it doesn't matter about the UX or the hype, right? None of that stuff matters because people will do it because they just want their problems solved. This is how markets and economies work. This is how business works, right? So you need to solve problems and look for projects that are doing that, okay? And just because it's Uber on a blockchain, that doesn't mean that it solves a problem, right? We have Uber, Uber works just fine. Does Uber on a blockchain work better? I don't know. We'll find out. I'm sure someone's going to build it, but it doesn't mean that it does. Okay. You've got to think about is it actually solving a problem? What is the problem with people that use Uber? If you can figure that out and this Web3 version fixes that, okay, then maybe it has value. Okay. And the third thing is are they focused on creating a strong community? The other thing to remember that in this space is unlike Web2, it's very easy to just sell and get out of that investment or sell and get out of that DAO or sell and get out of that NFT project. And so whether you are helping any of these do marketing or you're helping any of these with design or you are a founder of one of these, et cetera, people can come and go very easily. But if you create a strong community, people will stick with you through the hard times. And so if you have a strong community, you probably haven't done so bad during this downturn over the last six, seven months, right? Now, Bad is relative because I'm sure it's still down a lot, but it makes a big difference when you have a strong community. And so those that are focusing on strong community, this is very, very important in Web3. So at this moment, whether you're a founder, you're a builder, you're a worker, you're an investor, you're a developer, whatever you are, you should ask yourself if the projects you're involved in fit the, the criteria above. And if the answer is no, then now is the time to make moves. Find yourself a new community, get involved in a new project, start a new business, right? Find new clients, alter your investments, whatever it is that's going on. Now is your opportunity to one, take a look and see what's out there and what has made it through or is still thriving, right? Who's, which projects are still building during this time? Which ones still have a community? Okay, now is the time that you actually can see which things are working. This is a good time for builders, for founders, investors, et cetera, because now all the hype's gone, all the phone was gone, all the fake stuff is gone, and now you can see what's real and what's not. If the answer was yes, then now's the time to dig even deeper, work harder, double down, right, on what you're doing. If you believe in that what you're in is the future, then keep going. Good on you. This is exactly what you need. And now's your chance to sort of double down on that. If it's investing, well, now you can buy in at a discount, right? If it's working, well, now you can maybe get um, another role inside that company, okay? 
or you can get a second job if you need it, right? I'm sure there's people, well, I mean, there's tons of people hiring right now in this space. Just remember, quality always wins in the long run. And it seems that people in crypto, people in Web3, they need to be, we need to be reminded of this frequently. And I don't say it's just other people, it's myself as well. When the hype is there, we all get caught up in it, right? But just like we've seen in three different cycles in crypto, we got to flush out all the garbage, right? And this was what happened with the tech boom as well. So I finished this off with a question. Are we all going to make it? W-A-G-M-I, right? A common theme and a common slogan in the Web3 crypto world. And my answer to this is no. Unfortunately, we are not all going to make it. Sure, this goes against the popular narrative and the popular meme of W-A-G-M-I, but let's be real here, guys. We're reinventing the internet and creating permissionless, open, and transparent markets, free markets, okay, where business and human interaction is free from government intervention or centralized control. So I'm sorry, but in a free market, there are always winners and losers. That's the entire point, right? So absolutely not. We are not all going to make it. Crypto is going to make it. Web3 is going to make it. I can guarantee you that. But are all the projects that are currently in this space going to make it? Hell no. Probably 95 to 99% of them are not going to make it. And that's just the reality that we live in. And that's not a bad thing. That's just the way markets work. And so the sooner that this industry understands the, that fact and realizes that in order to make it, we need to create real long-term value that solves problems for people. Well, the sooner we can get back to delivering the true promise of Web3, okay? Which is a fair and equal internet for the world. That's what we want here. But it doesn't happen during these bull markets when people go insane. So my final thoughts is this. Look, Web3 is a once in a lifetime opportunity. It is exciting, okay? There's no doubt about it. I am literally obsessed with it. It's all I do but it's also very consuming for many. And the nature of this industry is very addicting because everything is an asset and it has a real time valuation. This doesn't exist in any other market, right? Which this can really impact our thoughts and our mental health. And I know that right now with prices down and probably projects closing and maybe you're losing clients um, or you've lost some money, it sucks. It is not easy, but you are not alone here. There are many of us that are going through the same thing. But we need to recognize that there's a lot more to life than money and technology. In times like this, it's very helpful to unplug and focus on things outside of money. If you're struggling, my best advice is to journal, okay? Write down your thoughts, write down how you feel, uh, write down why you're feeling it, write down what you did, okay? And I recommend this because next time the market tanks by 50%, and it will, I promise you that, you can revisit your past thoughts and learn from them. Okay, some of the top investors and entrepreneurs in the world recommend this practice, it's something I've used outside of just business, but many times in life, and this very much helped me and I would highly recommend that you do this as well. Friends, I hope you stay strong, we will get through this and we will come out on the other side stronger, but it doesn't mean everything's going to make it we're not all going to make it, we will as people, right, because there's more to life than just this stuff, but everything we're in and what we're doing is not all going to make it, unfortunately. Well, that's my rant, guys, and I hope that this was, uh, this was helpful. Um, as I said, I'm not a financial expert by any means, but I do follow the markets quite heavily. Uh, I am involved in um, speaking with many people who are as well. 
Uh, I also, and of course, consuming a lot of content in this space. Um, and so I just wanted to, to share my thoughts and just my understanding of what's happening um, with the rest of you. Um, because I understand that we are all impacted. My business is also impacted right now. And we are rethinking our clients and rethinking what we're doing in our business model. And it's a time to reflect and learn and, and, and then grow. And when the markets start to go back up, which again, they will at some point, um, it means really good, good things for you if you are in the quality projects, whether again, that's investing or working on or whatever, at some point, there's going to be a big influx of money, a big influx of users coming into the space, and we will all benefit from that so long as you stay in it and you continue in this and you just keep working and keep trying to find the quality projects to be involved in, okay? So listen, if you enjoyed this, if um, you have questions, then please join our Discord and hit me up and let me know uh, what questions you might have. Let's have a conversation around what is quality projects, which are the projects that are doing this stuff the most. This is what I hope to have uh, with you guys over the next week inside of our Discord, um, which by the way, our Discord is now a token gated community. Uh, don't worry, it's free. Um, but basically what you have to do now to get inside of our Discord, and if you were already in it and you haven't done this, you also need to do it, but you need to fill out an application. And this just helps us understand who is in the Discord so that we can one, create better content for you, but two, cultivate a community of the right people uh, and make sure that everyone is getting what they need inside this community. So you fill out that application within 24, 48 hours, um, you'll receive an email from us with um, a link to claim this NFT. And once you claim the NFT, you can join the Discord and verify it and it will open up all of the channels we have. And there's channels where you can talk about the news, you can talk about NFTs, you can get help on your business, um, you can talk about marketing, there are developers and marketers and founders and a bunch of others inside of this, um, this Discord. Um, and ideally, you can get everything you need inside of uh, the Web3 in uh, business world. So I hope to see you in there. Please reach out and let me know that you listen to this. Uh, and I hope that you all have a wonderful week and, um, and can weather the storm uh, together. Thank you and take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to Web3 Academy. We hope this helps you along your Web3 journey. If it does, please share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss the next one. By the way, if you have yet to join the Discord community, you are missing out. This is where all the magic happens. This is where we learn, where we ask questions, where we network. Uh, you want to be in there. The link to join is in the description below. And finally, a quick disclaimer. Nothing in this podcast was financial advice. Crypto and Web3 can be risky. You can literally lose it all. In fact, if you invest on account of what we say, you probably will lose it all. So don't do that. In all honesty, the point of this podcast is to remove the noise of markets and price and focus on utility and implementation anyway. So you should not take any of this as financial advice. Thank you, friends, and see you in the next one.